I, I have a lot of startups, a lot of people that come to me and they're using, you know, the top three, the squares, the stripes, the PayPal's. And they just know that they have to take money. Like I just got to start making money. This is what I know because everybody uses it. And then once they start making some money and they start breaking a certain amount, they realize there's 3% and it's actually gone up. It's three and a half percent now. And that's getting taken out of their profit. And if you have a small profit margin to begin with, then you're taking even less home. Welcome to the Business Ownership Podcast, brought to you by Awareness Strategies, helping you navigate the waters between entrepreneurship and ownership. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nidalek, and I am super glad that you're here with us today because I am here with my most amazing guest, Carla. Carla, thank you so much for being here with us today. Hi, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. So give us a kind of 5,000 foot view of who you are and a quick introduction to your business. Yeah. So I'm Carla Dembick. I am the owner of Phoenix Payros, but before that I served about 14 years in the military in two different branches, the Marine Corps and the U.S. Army. And I got out, went to corporate America, worked for a bunch of massive digital payments companies in the Fortune 500 and up, in, mostly in cybersecurity and intelligence. And then I decided to create my own business and start helping business owners save more money, especially when it comes to payment processing. Awesome. So payment processing in particular, how did that become a thing? <laughs> you know, we, as long as we can remember as credit cards been formed, I mean, everybody's been using a credit card, but I worked for a lot of the big and digital companies and I worked more on the cybersecurity side. And so I had an opportunity. I met my mentors who are actually the leading experts in this field. And I got to see more of the customer facing side a few years ago. And I said, you know what? I know the back end of it and here's the front end of it. And I think I like the customer facing a little bit more. Like I can do this. So we just, I just dove right in and I was like, okay, we're just going to do this. <laughs> I love it. So who do you kind of serve and support now? Who's your, the majority of your clientele or who do you love to work with? Uh, any business owner. So this is the great thing, right? I know that's so right? it's, it's kind of fundamental to business is you have to take money, <laughs> right? Like, are you a business that doesn't take money? Then we can't help you. <laughs> it's kind so of like, we, I met a, a, a doctor that works in respiratory stuff and he got, and somebody says, I know you're not allowed to say anybody, but really it's anybody that's breathing or wants to breathe. <laughs> it's like, yeah, right. okay, you get to say it. <laughs> It's it's the same thing. We I have clientele from big enterprises to restaurants to you know startups and food trucks and doctors and lawyers, golf courses, day spas. I mean, you name it, we can help. <laughs> nice, I love it. So, what are some of the, um, I guess, issues that some businesses would have when they're when they're setting up their the merchant accounts and things like that and. Like, let's start with the, I don't know what I don't know. So brand spanking new people right off the, men that even have their company registered yet sort of thing. Yeah. So I, I have a lot of startups, a lot of people that come to me and they're using, you know, the top three, the squares, the stripes, the PayPal's. And they just know that they have to take money. Like I just got to start making money. This is what I know because everybody uses it. And then once they start making some money and they start breaking a certain amount, they realize there's 
3% and it's actually gone up. It's three and a half percent now. And that's getting taken out of their profit. And if you have a small profit margin to begin with, then you're taking even less home. So for somebody who's just starting out, I like to set them up uh, the right way because most of us business owners are busy and we set it and forget it. And when is the last time that we took a look at what the heck was happening? We're just happy that money gets deposited in the account and we can pay our bills. (laughs) Right. So what are some of the things that people do wrong when they're setting up accounts? I think they look for the easiest solution. And most of the time, the easiest solution is not the best solution because you're three and a half percent and you can get shut down at any time for any reason. You don't need a reason. They don't need to give you a reason. What are some of the reasons that they, that they give (laughs) when they do give a reason? (laughs) They will always say it's suspicious activity. And what does that Uh, mean? (laughs) Right? Exactly. (laughs) That's the million dollar question. (laughs) So they think, so on the back end of it, what's going on at these companies is that they're thinking, okay, if you had, let's say a weekend and you did like a live event in a weekend and you're using like one of the top three I mentioned to take payments, all of a sudden you're racking in 50,000 in a weekend. They're like, ah, nope. And close. (laughs) Yeah. And then they will hold your money and they will audit you. And sometimes it takes up to six months. So whenever they see like weird activity or anything, I mean, it doesn't even matter what it is, to be honest, if you're selling. um, So a lot of like, um, I know this one guy up in Wyoming who was selling benches for shooting, like at a shooting range. And they were just the bench that you would lean on. So no big deal, right? And they shut him down because it was associated with firearms. And he, and yeah. So in the States, in the like, States. Hello? <laughs> have you met us? <laughs> have you read the second amendment? <laughs> right. I mean, it's literally everywhere. You can't miss it. <laughs> well, and I can't believe they don't even do any research into it. It's like, Oh, come on. Like I get Facebook, you know, doing whatever it does with its stupid algorithms. And if it sees something that looks remotely like something else, they go, Oh no, we'll shut you down. Like, yeah. really? Like, come on. I get that. But I mean, when it comes to a business's money and they're making money off of that money, don't they owe it to the business to at least do some research to do something on it? You would, but because there's so many people that sign up per day, I mean, it's ridiculous the numbers of how many people sign up just to use it per day, that there's no way that the risk and compliance part of it, of going actually through a, an official merchant account, which these are not, that they can keep up with the demand. There just isn't any possible way. So whatever rhythms or, you know, whatever gets seen and flagged as suspicious, like I can tell you like travel agencies, like those are especially, you know, <laughs> will get shut down for like money laundering. And yeah, there it's a lot of crazy stuff. <laughs> and I would think that they know that you know, some people are going to, especially digital online marketers. I mean, they're going to have hundred thousand dollar weekends. They're going to have a launch. They're going to make a couple of million dollars in three days. Like I would think that that's pretty normal at this point. No. For it depends because I guess they're not using the top three (laughs) to do that though. They're using real account. Okay. So talk to me about the difference between these, these three and because I think a lot of business owners go, you need a merchant account, 
it's a merchant account. It's like, I need a credit card, Visa, MasterCard, whatever, who cares as long as I have one. So what what is the big difference between them? The hugest difference, hugest, that's a word. That's going to be a word today. (laughs) (laughs) The biggest difference is that when you actually have a merchant account, you go through the bank. So you're already going through a risk assessment on what type of business you have. You get tiered into that risk level and you're either going to be low, moderate, or high risk. And depending on that, and they ask you your specifics, what's your volume per month? And these are questions that I ask my potential clients as well. Because I need to know in order to submit the application uh, appropriately. On the flip side of that, when you have the top three, there is nothing. You can go on Stripe today and sign up and thank you very much. You know, now you're off and running. And then eventually six months, a year down the road, maybe three years down the road, they're like, hold on. You know, these numbers don't really look right. And so we're just going to shut you down until we can actually look into it. So, and those don't roll through a a bank. It's like sharing the same account with 200,000 of your friends. And then at the end of the day, you get like a spreadsheet that says, oh, here's your sales. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) So it kind of fathoms me that people can run businesses on this. And it also kind of fathoms me that the risk assessment is done on a very traditional almost archaic business model where people, you know, the same amount of people walk by in front of your door every day. Therefore, the odds are that, you know, the same amount of people are going to be walking into the door every day, which means same amount of people are going to be buying every day. Like that just doesn't happen anymore. No, it doesn't. And people have multiple income streams now, right? right? Just multiple revenues, which is fine, you know, as long as you disclose it. I mean, Working with a bank is like working with a bank, you know, it just, it is what it is. But if you want to make sure you have access to your money every Mm -hmm. single day and that you don't get shut down, then that's the way to go. And it's not complicated. It's literally almost the same questions that Stripe asks you or whoever, when you sign up online, it, it, the difference is that you go through an underwriting process to get a real merchant account. And then you have a bank sponsor you. And so if you're having, let's say, hey, a live event one weekend and you're anticipating 100K in sales and revenue, that's easy. You just open a ticket, let them know what's happening, when it's happening. And they're like, okay. And they won't shut you down. <laughs> so no big deal. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> well, and I remember the, uh, the one piece of advice that I think my great grandfather gave that everybody remembered was know your banker. Yeah. And a lot of people don't know the banker. They resent the bank. <laughs> they yeah. get ticked at it for <laughs> taking the $9 service fees or whatever they happen to be. And, yeah. and they don't bother to get any, to know anybody there. And I think it's almost more important that they know you, their merchant account, than, than almost they know their banker. Because if they know you and they're having conversations with you, you can go, hey, go talk to the bank. They kind of need to know about this one. Yeah. And some of the time, you know, if it's very personal, and I can't get involved because of, you know, security reasons for that merchant account, then I tell them that. But most of the time, a client will come to me, I handle everything for them, and I negotiate the the deals or whatever is happening. So the business owner is busy. They need to run their business. They need to do that. They don't need the headache. And we have so many good relationships with these banks that it's no problem for me to be like, you know, oh, hey, Chelsea, you know, I talked to you yesterday. This is what's going on with this other client. Like, what can we do here? You know, and that's how you get stuff done. It's that personal connection again, but Mm -hmm. 
but in a very different way in today's society. Well, yeah. So when you're negotiating, what kind of things are on the table for negotiation other than the they're going to be depositing a couple hundred grand this weekend. <laughs> what do we do? Right. I, yeah. so a lot of the time, um, if my client has, a, I try to get them to eliminate their processing fees completely. So that's the biggest thing that I do for business owners. So that three and a half percent is now back in your pocket. Oh, and it's actually a little bit more than that. So let's, you know, let's say you're doing a hundred grand a month. That's roughly about three thousand thirty five hundred in fees. That mm-hmm. that's a mortgage. That's like a huge mortgage payment, like two houses or like some really fancy cars. <laughs> and that's per month. So mm-hmm. what I do is tell my clients, listen, why are you paying this when you don't have to? And I think it's a part of education, right? People don't know they have an option, right? <laughs> so I'm you like, hey, not pay your fees. <laughs> You, it, you just pass it and you have the customer pay the fees. And right. so the business owner doesn't pay the fee. So either way in, on the business owner's end or on the customer end, the fee is getting paid. But if the business owner wants to increase their profit margin, then they pass the fee to the customer. And that's becoming more common practice nowadays than anything else. Cause I know once upon a time that you couldn't do that. And then it was like, well, why the hell can I do that? Because I'm offering a service of letting them pay. Otherwise, I'm just going to not, and I'm going to insist that they pay cash. And now, of course, we're at the point where you can't do that either because they can't just withdraw 50 grand out of their account and pay you, which seems asinine, but. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) That they still have that massive, that really teeny, teeny little limit on it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, So mind boggling and. Uh, Talk to me about what it looks like when somebody starts working with you. How does that process go? So if they're interested in switching their merchant account or getting one set up, we just have a conversation like this. Mm -hmm. I get to know what their business is. I get to know what they're using, if they're using something now and where they want to take it. So I always have scaling in mind. If they're wanting to grow and they want a membership or a subscription, or they want to add things online and they have a store now, I find the best solution. And most of the time it's like a one-stop solution to, to, so we streamline all of their payments into one thing, instead of having it all over the place, like, oh, online, I do this. And in person, I do this. And then sometimes I'll have them invoice me or send me something from here. And it's like five different payment streams. And I'm like, no, <laughs> you gotta, <laughs> you gotta just stop. And we're just going to make it super easy and simplify your life. <laughs> nice. Love that. Cause I know a lot of business owners are still thinking, it's easier or better if I can take cash over here, if I can invoice over there, if I can take a check, (laughs) if you know what those things are over (laughs) there. What is the detriment to doing business that way, in your opinion? Um, for me, I don't get paid. So that's, the, <laughs> but I, I don't think there's a detriment at all. Cash is king and it always will be as long as you have it. And the, the risk that you run with checks is mm-hmm. they might bounce if you don't know the person. Well, you know? fair enough. I'm thinking business ones, but I'm also thinking that when it comes to merchant accounts, if I, if I'm running a business of say a million dollars and half of it is coming through cash and invoicing that, and that other part that comes through the merchant account is coming through at a hundred grand a time or, you know, whatever. 
that that becomes sporadic for the merchant accounts and that they might be better to have the invoicing and the um, cash going through that merchant account just so that they can even out those payments in order to not have kind of the triggers and the alerts or am I totally off base? No, I think I understand what you're saying. That way at the end of the day for accounting purposes, you can reconcile all the payments that you received for that business account. Um, no, I don't have an issue with that because I'd rather pay somebody $5 than a bank 33 <laughs> grand. Um, I'm just wondering if it, if it lowers the risk by, um, yes. by evening out the, the income. Yeah. So the, the merchant account will just look at the risk type for the credit card payments. So okay invoicing and stuff like that. If you're doing 50-50 and we have a scale, it's like a little slider scale on mm -hmm. the application. And so if you're doing 50 cash payments, 50 online, because invoicing is online, mm -hmm. then your risk would be lower than if you did everything online. So it's just a matter of telling them where your business is and, and what's going on. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Okay. So give us an example of one of your Cinderella clients. Somebody that was a complete mess and <laughs> got them all straightened out. <laughs> um, <laughs> so one of my clients had five different payment streams, all online, all over the place, because certain technology platforms only accept certain payments pieces. And most of the time, it's either Stripe or PayPal that, that they only integrate with. So we took a look at all these five different avenues and used one solution that can integrate with the mo the majority of all of the different platforms. And sometimes it's not a direct integration. Sometimes we have to do a workaround with like Zapier and make sure that they're talking to each other, but there's always a way to do it. And so streamlined it all into one, and then eventually, like at the end of the year, because it's an accounting nightmare right now with all over the place, you know, it will be completely streamlined and one system for everything. And we automated it. So a lot of the other things that are coming is automation, where uh, if you're using, let's say, like QuickBooks or some kind of accounting software, it gets automated automatically and all your books are reconciled, all your line items are done for you. And it is just easy peasy. Love that. I, I was going to say, it's probably more advantageous to have somebody like you look at the, at those finances. Cause I know there's been times when, because I don't like the way that PayPal had their agreement, we've never accepted yeah. commercial payments from PayPal, but we do accept commission <laughs> fees from there so i looked in my paypal account once i'm like hey we got money this is awesome <laughs> like i should probably know that <laughs> yeah i mean that's money just sitting there <laughs> right much more valuable in my account than it is in theirs i assure you <laughs> yeah <laughs> awesome so just curious so when when you're working with clients do they ever get into kind of the technology of you had mentioned that you work with them to help them not to line by line. And I kind of overread, you know, just overlook that completely. But there's more to it than that. Are they actually still doing manual entry instead of integrating their systems? Yes. So I know a lot of bookkeepers that are still manually entering line items and doing it, you know, step by step by step that data entry that you talked about. And it's, there's no reason for it. 
There is automation out there. There is automation for accounts receivable, accounts payable. You can automate everything that it it will blow your mind, the tech that we have that can automate this and the payments piece of it all into one. It's it's amazing. Nice. So when you're dealing with somebody and they're, they've come to you, they're working with you, you'll actually go in and look at kind of how they have their system set up beyond the POS and into their systems. Yeah, we'll look to see how it's integrated, how it's all talking to each other. And then, you know, once they tell me a little bit more about what they're doing, I know all the solutions because they're all, you know, this is my business. And I'm like, no, we can automate that for you. You don't have to do that anymore. And we can save you 20, 40 hours a week of manual entry, plus saving you money in the meantime, because you're paying some really ridiculous fees to send payments through these systems. That's insane. It's 2021. I wouldn't have even thought that people are still doing that, let alone because like, okay, I might, I'm mind boggled at this point because I'm going to what extent do the business owners actually look at the POS, their, their financial integrations, their merchant account, or do they just sit there and go, yeah, I need money. Okay, let's go. Yeah. I don't think a lot actually take a look at it. And there's so much more than that too, right? You, the, the financial piece, that is your bloodline of your business. If you're not taking super care of that, it is going to just start crumbling or when's the last time you actually added up how much you're paying for all these silly services that you really don't need, but you signed up for when you started out because they were shiny and new and thought they were great. You know, it's, that's what we do. I come in, I take a look at it and there's so many more different ways to save a business business money outside of the payments piece. We look at, um, I have a partnership with telecom and some ISPs and we look at what they're paying for to to stay online for their business and we can save them money that way too so it's we're so much more than payments that it just we're an end-to-end all-inclusive merchant solution that everything that we can offer is help to save you money and to save you time that is what we do that is crazy and impressive because (laughs) i remember when i first started my my, well, not my first company, the first company I had to worry about a merchant account payment myself. Uh, it was like a 20 minute meeting and 15 minutes of that was me filling out paperwork. It was like, okay, I need it. Let's go. And I'm just doing stuff. Like none of this was included in that. And this to me is paramount that people understand this. Like you said, it can save you 40 hours a week in one simple kind of concept of automation and being able to bring this together. Okay. So peeps, if you have the word manual in your <laughs> description of, of your processes in your business at all, you need to talk to Carla or me <laughs> or, both. And, <laughs> or both of us. <laughs> exactly. Because I don't think people realize how much that costs them. And they're yeah. thinking, oh, I'll just get somebody to fix that. And then I don't have to worry about it. Or the staff says, it's okay. They'll take care of it. And, and the cost behind that can be yes. fantastic. And what they write into the contract. So let's not forget that some of these systems, if you're more of an enterprise or even just starting out, now all of a sudden you get locked into a contract. There's, you know, maybe some hidden things in there. I find that all the time with clients that they were locked into a contract. There's an exit that is going to cost them a lot of money. 
And, you know, we can work with that. That's the great thing. We can work with it. There is a solution. We can come up with a solution for any type of situation that you find yourself in. Wow. So everything from the POS, <laughs> the accounting systems that are integrated, the contracts that you have written for, for the software and the, um, and the deliverability of those, like that's huge. That's insane. Yeah. That is way beyond just signing up for a merchant account. Yeah, it is. We'd like, we, <laughs> like, we'd like yeah. to go end to end <laughs> and we're adding so much more. <laughs> wow. Can you give yeah. us a sneak peek on some things that you might be adding? Yeah. So we are adding entity setup. So people who have, want a business and are ready to launch their business, how do you do that? Well, we have a partnership now. So, and it's coming soon and they'll be able to go through us literally end to end, setting it up, looking at tax strategies and liabilities, what kind of corporate structure makes sense for them all the way to your payments piece. We offer payroll, HR benefits, workers comp, et cetera. And there is so much more to come. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That is crazy. Okay. Peeps got to get a hold of Carla and, and we'll make sure that we have that link again in the show notes for you. So what are some of the stumbling blocks that a person might be going through and they're listening to this and going, oh my God, yeah, that's exactly what I got going on in my business. I need you to solve those problems. What kind of problems would they be having? Um, a lot of them are integrations. So a lot of people reach out to me about integrations. And what I mean by that is they maybe bought a point of sale system that was supposed to work both in store online and it's not doing what it's supposed to be doing. And it's only taking, let's say Stripe. And they're frustrated because they don't want to pay the fees. They don't know the shopping cart piece of it on the online side. And they're just like, ah, help. Or it's moving customer data from one platform to another platform, you know, um, automating invoicing for bookkeepers that, you know, stop putting things in line by line by line. We have a solution that can automate everything for you and reconcile your books at the end of the day. The great thing is we're always building partnerships and I'm constantly adding to the business. So if I don't have a solution this week, it's probably on the roadmap or I know it's coming and I can fix it. Like one of my favorite things to do is take somebody's problem and fix it for them because I understand the frustrations. I'm a business owner too. So I get it. And some of the times I'm like, I find myself in my own circle and I'm like, well, I could use this platform for this and this will take this. I don't think I like that payment system. And then I'm like, oh my goodness, I sound like one of my clients, <laughs> you know, but you just get so involved in it that you're just like, ah, at the end of the day. And I'm like, I can streamline it. If you're not sure about it, I do financial health assessments, which we're one of the only companies to do that for a client. You know, it's at no cost. We take a look at your merchant statement. We see what you're paying right now. We see what systems you're using. And I show you how much I can save you. And at the end of the day, it's it's shocking how much you can save people. Wow, nice. So I know our listeners are gonna want more from you. How did they start that journey with you? So you guys can reach out to me on my website. It's www.phxpp.com. Awesome. And that will, of course, be in the show notes, people. And uh, you can go to awarenessstrategies.com slash blog and look up Carla or PHX Pay Pros and we'll find you there as well as merchant accounts, of course. So 
Carla, at what point in life did you know that you were a special kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur? <laughs> I, you know, I think it was after I got really sick and tired of corporate America. And I was like, this just isn't my cup of tea after the military. And I'm just like, eh, I don't really fit in. And I had my son and I was like, there's got to be more to life than this. <laughs> so my parents, my parents were business owners and they kind of laughed at me and they're like, oh, you just don't have a clue yet. And I'm like, I'll figure it out. So, it, you know, I'm just like, whatever, let's just jump in. I've always been one to just take the bull by the horns and just do it. I don't care what anybody says. I'm just going to figure it out and stumble my way through it. Like a baby draft, trying to learn how to walk and <laughs> you know what? it's worked. So <laughs> nice. I love that. You've been awesome. Thank you so much. Any last words for our peeps? You know, I hope you guys give me a call. It will be amazing. Just even if you want to do a cost savings, how much I can save you guys in money and streamline your business. So we've saved been putting more time and money back in your pocket. You guys have been great. Michelle, thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. We appreciate your time. We know how valuable it is. Thank you, Michelle. Peeps, this is Michelle Nedelec. Thank you for being here with us today. Be sure to subscribe to the show, share it with your friends. We love helping entrepreneurs grow their business. Are you running a business over seven figures but still struggling with technology headaches? Pay attention. You do not want to miss this offer. This podcast episode is brought to you by Awareness Strategies, who is offering a custom-built digital adoption roadmap for anyone running a business over seven figures who's wanting to grow their business in the next five years. And it's not just a roadmap. They offer full implementation as well. If that scares the out of you, check out awarenessstrategies.com forward slash roadmap for more details today. The link's in the show's notes. Don't regret not doing this. Do it now. That's awarenessstrategies.com slash roadmap.